Welcome to Young Sheldon Cast, the podcast with only one rule. Never watch Young Sheldon. I'm Jared. I'm Devin. And I'm Whit. So season two, episode six. Seven deadly sins and a small Carl Sagan. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Wow. Hard to believe. We've come so far. Sheldon flies. <laughs> Time flies when you're watching young Sheldon. <laughs> Do you guys want to watch this thing? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure I'm not clicking the sneak peeks. I don't want to get uh, fired like on air. Although that would be the best way to do it, I think. Yeah. Like for us to start recording and realize that you're in the middle of a watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me just, uh, <sighs> you know, I, I just keep laughing and you hear like this familiar voice. Like, <laughs> sorry, it's just it's this thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> episode 12 of season one or something like that. So we know. Except a young Sheldon. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Seven Deadly Sins. And a small Carl Sagan. It's a pretty good title. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a small, like Carl Sagan, not like a toy, but like a little mini one, <laughs> like a clone or an AI or something. We love our mini <laughs> robots. Well, the universe is infinitely vast. So, chances that there is a small Carl Sagan out there somewhere is pretty high, right? He'd be the first to say that. You guys ready to watch it? Yes. Absolutely. Thursday, it's Halloween on Young Sheldon, where kids are kids. I'm Carl Sagan. Who? And Jason Alexander. Pleased to meet you. Is a nightmare. Let me do what I do. <laughs> a new Young Sheldon that lives up to the hype. If you were a little taller, you'd be perfect. I have lifts. CBS next Thursday. Halloween episode. Overload. There was an overload in that one. We need it again and slower. <laughs> yeah. We don't usually jump into the slow-mo view right away, but like I, I really need it just because there's so much to see. And to read. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Next <laughs> Thursday, it's Halloween on Young Sheldon, where kids are kids. I'm Carl Sagan. Who? And Jason Alexander. Pleased to meet you. Is a nightmare. (laughs) Let me do what I do. A new young (laughs) Sheldon that lives up to the high. What? A little taller. You'd be perfect. I have lifts. CBS next Thursday. Wow. Okay. Oh, man, where to start? Mm-hmm. So we have the return of, I guess, Sheldon's drama teacher? Yes. Jason Alexander. Gene Lundy? Yeah, Mr. Lundy. And I don't remember all the details about his character from season one. Hopefully we didn't say that he died. <laughs> yeah. But he might have. He might have. But he's alive now. He could be a demon. I mean, we just saw that in the preview. Yeah. It's all set on Halloween night, it looks like, or, or mostly. The church has like a haunted house ran by Mr. Lundy. Yeah. The First Baptist Church of Medford presents Gene Lundy's Heck House. (laughs) He's putting on some sort of show. I think it's more than just a Heck House because you also see a scene where there's scripts and uh, Sheldon's mom is also holding a script. So they're like rehearsing something Mm -hmm. and he puts a child in a headlock. Uh, That was an adult. Was it? I think it's a child. Oh. I think it's like a high school student. Oh, I thought that was an adult. I think it's a high school student, and there's okay. another high school student 
that watches Jason Alexander kill this other high school student. <laughs> right. Sheldon's mom is also an angel for a second. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, too. I do like the idea of Jason Alexander actually killing a kid. <laughs> now the mom's, like, trying to help cover it up or... Yeah, like... When she's asking if he was a little bit taller, that's like, a, you know, to help disguise him better. Like, if you were just a little bit taller, your alibi would work so much better. I have lips. <laughs> I like how there's a cut that looks like it's also from that scene. But it's like right after in the, the promo, it's like after he kills the kid with the chokehold, where he's like, just let me do what I do. <laughs> which is which is kill because he's a serial killer, right? right? Yeah. Slash drama teacher. He's a strangler. Yeah. She's like, what just happened back there? You <laughs> killed that kid. Like, you knocked him out, and then you just kept going. <laughs> it was really disturbing. <laughs> and that, that was before a commercial break. It was very strange. No little funny music thing or anything. <laughs> <laughs> just let me do what I do. America had an entire commercial break just to, like, think about what they just saw. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, boy. <laughs> Got to process this. Yeah, they were just watching it, and they were like, I didn't even pick up any information about new GMC trucks. My mind was just full of Gene Lundy strangling that child. I had his whole life ahead of him. <laughs> Fucked up. See you in heck. <laughs> <laughs> was he not acting well enough, the, the student? Or did Gene Lundy need authentic ghosts for the heck house? <laughs> wow. I was going with the first thing that he was just a really passionate drama teacher and the kid was acting up or something. And he, you know, showed him that he's not here to fuck around. But I think Ghost is uh, way, way funnier. <laughs> that's that's good. That's really good. I was also thinking that maybe he wrote it into the script as like an excuse to do it. Like, you know, mm. Satan murders child. <laughs> <laughs> he's a method actor. He's, he's 100% method. So he has to do it. It wasn't Mr. Lundy acting back there. It was the devil. Just let me do what I do. Well, seven deadly sins. One of them is definitely murder, right? <laughs> no, actually, they're all pretty light and chill. <laughs> That's one of the commandments. Yeah, the, the commandments are, uh, you know, don't murder. Oh. Uh, including also don't say my name in a way I don't like it. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the seven deadly sins are just like, you know, gluttony, uh, wrath. Which I, I guess that could be wrath, you know, he was angry at the kid or or pride, you know. I mean, Satan's whole thing is pride. Uh, greed. Lust. Lust, yeah. Which is the mouse jumping down the mom's blouse. <laughs> I guess we should mention that young Sheldon is Carl Sagan for Halloween. Right, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they made that easy for us. They made that boring for us. Yeah, exactly. They made that suck. <laughs> now, hear me out. So... I I believe there is a small Carl Sagan, but it has to do with the Glock Tour storyline. <clears throat> That's good. It could be a little parallel thing going on. Yeah. Space stuff. Uh-huh. Didn't they shoot Carl Sagan's ashes out into space? Well, I don't know. Or his DNA. I mean, you know, the government never tells us the truth. They probably sent some little Sagan embryos, you know, some DNA codes out there. So who knows what other species could do with it? I feel like young Sheldon is too dumb to really know anything about Carl Sagan. Right. So maybe he just knows Carl Sagan as like the small man who like <laughs> visits him and talks to him. 
we haven't done anything with the bow tie in a while. And maybe the bow tie could have like one of those Star Wars holograms it shoots out of a little Carl Sagan, you know, to talk to him about stuff. And that's why he thinks there's a mini Carl Sagan. It could do that easily. It doesn't really have to shoot at a beam. It could just, you know, project it into his brain and be yeah. like, I'm not really a miniature Carl Sagan. <laughs> I'm just a manifestation. I've taken a form that I hope is appealing to you. Because mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't realize how stupid he is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because Carl Sagan was like, he made science popular and stuff. So it could like be watching old TV clips and be like, this should be good. This will be a good way to explain to the child things that I want it to do. <laughs> Or maybe Carl Sagan's ghost is in him. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. That's good. Back to the ghost play. I like it. Like, it's it's not a real ghost because I don't like, like, real, like, mystical stuff. But mm-hmm. it's the sci-fi version of that. Right. He's all Carl Sagan's, like, memories and stuff, like, you know, put into a nano blah, blah, blah. And he's he has an inhabited young Sheldon. And he's here to stop Jason Alexander, Lundy who has become a child-murdering demon. Could the bow tie have tried to make Sheldon more intelligent and made him think that he's Carl Sagan or put Carl Sagan's spirit inside of him for Halloween? (laughs) Yeah. Like, why? I like that it would be something the bow tie would do. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's trying to help him make his costume more successful. Well, I mean, that doesn't explain why he would... Oh, like it doesn't understand Halloween, maybe, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so maybe his mom decided he's going to go as Carl Sagan. And he's confused and he's like, I don't even know how to be Carl Sagan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who's Sarl Kagan? (laughs) And then it's just trying to help him. I don't know who Carl Snake Man is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's watch it again. Mm -hmm. Is that too much? No. No, never. Okay. Do you think it's worth trying to go to 0.25 or should we? <laughs> oh, I'm we game. This one is that dense. I am game. Do it. Okay. Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's a Halloween episode. <laughs> Did Jason Alexander always have a Southern accent or does it just sound like that at 2.5 or 0.25? He does. Let me do what I do. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> that guy was on Seinfeld. 
How did the seven deadly sins figure into this? Well, hmm. Maybe it's a Glocktor thing. Uh-huh. Glocktor's definitely greedy. I'm sure he does all seven thoroughly. He does, but it wouldn't mean anything to him. Mm-hmm. Such an Earth thing. Um, is there any angle for Socrates NASA? Hmm. Well, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of, like, ghosts and religious stuff. This is not really their science wheelhouse, but... It's true. Maybe, maybe Socrates NASA has like a small Carl Sagan, like imprisoned. That's <laughs> oh, I yeah. like that better because yes. oh, that's, that's something that like that's good NASA lore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That like it's a thing they have at NASA, and you're not supposed to like it's a serious thing, and he treats it like a toy. <laughs> or he like sneaks it out or something. Please just kill me or let me out. Shut up, little Sagan. I'm smarter than you and everyone. Not so smart now in your little cage. Back to sleep, Sagan. See you in a month. (laughs) No, please. All I do is have nightmares. (laughs) No, don't put me back to sleep again. I just dream of the expansive (laughs) nothingness of space. Absolute horror. I lose my mind a thousand times a night. Back to space with you. (laughs) See you in a month. Bye. Back in your tiny capsule. Okay. Do you want to hear this really good Carl Sagan quote that would work? Yes. For small creatures such as we, the vastness is bearable only through love. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Ah, It's nice when the universe smiles upon you. That's great. Oh, maybe maybe NASA has lots of tiny (laughs) thinkers. Yeah, of course they would. You know, Carl Sagan's just the one that unites them all with love. <laughs> oh, man. He keeps the morale up. I think we have to have a scene like set in the 80s mm-hmm. where like it's a boardroom meeting <laughs> and <laughs> Einstein, NASA and like Greg Masters and all these like actually smart people are like working in like a lab and there's a whiteboard and um, Einstein, NASA is like Socrates, NASA. No, uh, this is Einstein. Oh, okay. This is the old man himself. And he's like, <laughs> he's like talking about the, the steps that NASA has to take and how like daunting their task is and how he has this plan to like enlist the greatest minds in like the history of the world. They crunch all the numbers and he's like, it's too expensive. There's no way we'd be able to afford doing it. And then Greg Masters like turns around in his chair and he's like, <laughs> maybe we need to think smaller. <laughs> <laughs> And then he solves the problem by, like, they bring them all back in miniature. And they're like, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking, like, uh, maybe G.I. Joe sized. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how that's how I imagine it. Like some Indian in the cupboard type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Lego Man feels a little too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are the only real sizes I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had the, just quick aside, I had the strangest thought about this the other day, like, because I think I was watching some movie where that happened, like a little person was running around. And I was like, if I were to just suddenly see a small human G.I. Joe sized on me, I mean, <laughs> it just being my natural, I would just immediately kill it. You know, I would just freak. I would at least like swipe it off oh, really God. hard, which would break every bone in its body. And just like, oh, like it would never be able to talk to me unless like it was like at least, you know, 10 feet away. It was so like, look, terrifying. don't kill me. You know, but yeah, exactly. Like, because it. I guess that happened in a movie, and I was like, how did, how did they not just immediately kill that? Because I would just think it was a huge bug, and I would freak the fuck out. I feel like many Carl Sagan would break out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he is very smart. He's very smart. And somehow, um, he ends up with 
young Sheldon, who's very dumb. I don't know how he gets into young Sheldon. Um, I mean, I like that he would be fighting Lundy. You know, like, like, why would he do all this? Maybe he can tell that Sheldon has, you know, otherworldly powers or at least has an otherworldly bow tie. And it's like, ah, yes, I can use this child to further. Like, what is Sagan? What is mini Sagan's agenda? Yeah, that's great. We haven't really figured that out. What does he want? Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he just trying to escape? <laughs> and he just takes a child's body. <laughs> yeah. So does he somehow like hotwire the bow tie? Does he maybe Ooh. get brought home and he's like living in young Sheldon's room for like a couple months, just like scoping him out and noticing how weird everything is. And like he is onto the bow tie and then he ends up somehow using the bow tie to zap himself into young Sheldon's body. Yeah. Coincidentally on Halloween night. All right. Perfect. So in the past, Mr. Lundy's motivation was wanting hair, right? Because he's a failed Broadway actor who got kicked off of Broadway for being bald. You can't be bald on Broadway. Yeah. As we all know. (laughs) So are you saying he killed the kid for his hair? (laughs) It was a good head of hair on that kid. Looked like a nice thick rug. Maybe he's eating the hair in hopes that he'll grow (laughs) new hair. Okay, well, I like that a lot, Jared. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And not only that, but but it's it's working. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's a strangler and he kills children to eat their young hair because mm-hmm. he thinks that'll grow hair for himself. And it does. He's got that really sweet goatee now. It worked, just not how he was expecting. Right. <laughs> also, his body is hairy. Right. And like his fingernails are getting hairy. <laughs> what happens when you make a deal with the devil? Yeah, that's true. And this play is just cover so he can like kill more children, right? <laughs> yeah, he, they go into the heck house and he's just killing them. <laughs> <laughs> he should get like, uh, you know, maybe caught by the end of the episode. And that's when he does the whole uh, devil get up just to scare everyone with satanic panic. And then he'll just run away. I'll be like, then this will be the beginning of satanic panic. It'll be like, that was Satan killing all the children. But it wasn't Satan. It was just Lundy. Yeah, but then he can show up as Mr. Lundy and no one will blame him right. because they think it was Satan. Exactly. Oh, that was just the satanic panic. <laughs> yeah. Because this is like a southern town, so. We have to be ready in case Jason Alexander comes back again. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. If he's back for a second time, he's probably going to be back in, in, you know, maybe not this season, but he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, I definitely didn't realize, like, when we did the first season and these big actors would come on, I totally just assumed this was their one-off. I didn't realize they were having recurring side characters, which is good to know now. Yeah, Wallace Shawn has done a bunch now. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sturgis. Dr. Sturgis, thank you. So, me, Carl Sagan, lives in a lab in NASA. He escapes because he wants freedom. All the mini mines at NASA used to be treated pretty well before Socrates, NASA was in charge. <laughs> right. He has no respect for them. In fact, he hates them because they're so smart. Oh, I like that. Um, so he escapes and he gets into the body of young Sheldon, I guess purposefully through science. Mm-hmm. Um, but what goes wrong where he, how do we pull that into the seven deadly sins and um, getting booted from young Sheldon's body by the end of the episode? Maybe once he's in Sheldon's body, 
he remembers what it's like to be a full-size person again. And he just has to commit all these sins, you know? <laughs> oh, it feels better when you're bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger is better. He's lusting. He's greeting. He's gluttoning. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What else? Greeting. Envying. <laughs> Pride. Yeah. And the other one. How How is this going to tie into uh, Lundy, though? Like, is he going up against Lundy? Is he, uh... Yeah. Sagan? Yeah. Okay, Carl Sagan is a good person, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. He's just, he is in young Sheldon's body, not, like, he's not trying to take over young Sheldon's life. He's trying to accomplish something. Uh -huh. And he gets roped into going out for trick-or-treating. He goes to the heck house. He sees Lundy. This is after he's done all his, like, his sinning, right? Right. Um... You know, he, he's like, has a great night trick-or-treating. It gets to all the sins. And then he sees Lundy and he's Carl Sagan. So, he has to like stop Lundy. Right. Like maybe Lundy tries to kill young Sheldon for his sweet head of hair. And Sagan will, you know, outsmart him and save the day. That's pretty good. I like that. That ties everything together. Yeah. How does he get out of Sheldon? Hmm. Well, I mean, once he saves the day, like he'll maybe move on and... Or he'll get recaptured. <laughs> oh, I like him just moving on very, like, heroically. Yeah. It'll be a nice little tribute to Sagan. Like, he, you know, shoots out on a hologram out of the bow tie or something, like, out into space where he always wanted to be, you know? Yeah, maybe he understands, like, the physics of the bow tie somewhat. Mm -hmm. And the bow tie projects him out. That's great. And he realizes all the, after the seven deadly sins, like what a hollow existence that is. And he's like, oh, I just had a brief intoxication with being large and human again. But it's time for me to go where I belong, out there with the stars. Yeah, beaming him into space is like a very good poetic ending for this. Mm -hmm. But the funny ending <laughs> is it beams him out and he's little and naked and he just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we'll do. <laughs> oh. And he covers up his little, his little Sagan, his little, little, little or Sagan, you know, <laughs> with a hat. Does, yeah. And does that, does that funny run, you know, where like he's holding his crotch and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I like this later because we can have him in another episode, oh, yeah. like wearing like little leaves or something. You're dressed <laughs> like a borrower. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because they didn't have G.I. Joe's with like fabric yet. You know, it was all plastic clothes. He's like, damn it. And he gives his love speech, you know, but yeah, that it shows him close up and he's naked and he's holding his crotch and he's giving the speech after he's, <laughs> he's out. And then, um, we see it from Sheldon's perspective and he's still giving the speech, but it sounds really tiny and mousy and you can't make it out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Sheldon just turns his head sideways. <laughs> right. It's like really good life advice for Sheldon. Right. <laughs> and there's like the swelling music and it's like, oh, wow. And then, yeah. Yeah, he talks about avoiding sin, which doesn't seem like Carl Sagan, <laughs> right. but I don't know. Though it be fun, meaningless, it shall leave ye be. For some reason, he talks like that. <laughs> 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 Goodbye, Carl Snake, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this will be after he... You know, saves the day and defeats uh, L Lundy in the heck house. 
Yeah. And like leaves Lundy, you know, laid out after maybe he beats him up or something with the help of the bow tie. And so we're like, ooh, Lundy's about to get busted. But then we'll close the episode with him doing the uh, the Satan get up and running away. And then, and then walking back in another <laughs> door is regular Lundy. And they're like, oh, my God, you were just possessed. <laughs> they're like, Mr. Lundy, you're so lucky you weren't here earlier. Satan was here. He strangled three children. <laughs> and he says, what? And hair comes out of his mouth. <laughs> it like coughs out of his mouth. Uh, He'll wink at the camera and then cough up some hair. <laughs> <laughs> and when he does, like a little bit of hair comes out the top of his head. <laughs> and he frantically like hits the ground on all floors and like slurps up hair. <laughs> mm, precious hair. Precious Broadway dream, still viable. <laughs> What's a Broadway line he can start singing? Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know. In the 80s? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just, just some cat's bullshit. Yeah, some cat's bullshit. Or so, some from Les Mis, maybe. <laughs> or just something from the musical Hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll start on Off-Broadway. They'll see. They'll all see. Gene Lundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is good so what about glock tour and greg masters right yeah probably have another little check-in we've been having a lot of fun here on earth lately when mini carl sagan is like doing something that's like one of the sins it's like really tiny and like humorously bad you know because mm -hmm. he's like not good at like sinning and then like all seven of those times <laughs> we cut to glock tour and see him doing it in like this huge scale. Mm -hmm. Universal sinning. But like never feeling bad about it. Oh, of course not. Never dealing with any repercussions. No. In fact, it's almost like it's it's helping him. Yeah. And he's he's he just keeps getting by. Which is which it which, which is how that works on Earth too. But you know, well, it's a TV show. Okay. Maybe Greg Masters is trying to like build a small rocket to get back to Earth. And it's kind of like a familiar scene because he's like doing all these calculations, trying to figure out how he could like build a rocket on his own and get it all the way back to Earth. And he's like, I'd never be able to have the energy for the life support systems. Unless we think smaller. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It ties it all back to mm -hmm. the flashback scene. And then we cut to like a little tiny rocket that he's launching and there's like a little Greg Masters in there. <laughs> oh, I like that. And then we can have a mini Greg Masters on Earth for a little while. <laughs> Welcome home, buddy. Which is good because we can kill him or he can get caught by Socrates, NASA, and it won't really matter because it's not really Greg Masters. So this is like a mini Greg Masters clone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he would send a small version of himself. The mini one could get back to Earth and find the other mini guys who, as far as he knows, are not imprisoned and uh, use their brains to come maybe try and help him. But, you know, he doesn't know this is a, it's a whole different Earth, baby. Things are not like they used to be. I like that. Like he builds a spaceship that can take all the, the mini mines back to him. Yeah. He needs Earth Company. That's pretty good. I think we kind of tied it all together, right? I thought it was great. We had a good guys, bad guys. We had stuff to that will come back later. If we remember it. Right, if we remember it. Mini Sagan, mini Greg Masters. That's going to be fun. We got all the cool stuff. We got, got all the small stuff. <laughs> got all the big stuff, got all the small stuff, uh -huh. got all the strangling, got all yep. the hair eating. Mini GM, crotch running, we did everything. A little light on the dog poo. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, you, you can't always have the dog poop up to 10, you know, H- Hank Aaron was one of the best athletes of all time and he didn't always dog poop. <laughs> That's one of his inspirational quotes, I think. <laughs> Sometimes the dog poo you don't eat is the best dog poo. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he was real good at that game he played. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen four two. Sixteen four two. You got sixteen. You got four. You got two. <laughs> you six. Sorry, what'd you say, Jared? Sixteen four poo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, real mature, Jared. Yeah, we're going sixteen four blue. Oh. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> I meant to laugh, but I was lagging. <laughs> Oh, something was wrong on my end. Your guy's strong laughter is lagging real hard when I say stuff. (laughs) Hang on, I need to reset everything. I'm not getting the big laughs over here. (laughs) Your jokes are coming through really slow and weak. (laughs) It it, it must be the connection. Hang on. (laughs) You guys want to know what the name of next week's episode is? Yeah. Carbon dating and a stuffed raccoon. (laughs) Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, it does. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. That'll be fun. Cool. Well, 1642. 1642. 1642. Yeah, 1642. 1642.